I think Will Smith was the one who said, he says, like, you have to take care of yourself first. So um, in order for me, like, to be a good parent, to be able to provide and things like that, like, I've always made sure, like, I've done my job. So right now my job is football. So, like, the first thing of the day, I'll work out. So I get up at, like, 5.30 in the morning, start my workouts around 6.15, and I'll take care of myself so I can take care of my family. I feel like if you have passion for something, then you make it work. That was Buster Screen, this week's guest. This is Running Remixed on The Caroline Glake Show, a special four-part series to showcase how a diverse group of athletes uses running to maximize their training and practice. We'll hear how they live, work, train, and incorporate running for about 30 minutes, which is designed to accompany you while you run. Then we'll hear from trainer Don Salandino, and he will guide us through a 15-minute strength training workout inspired by each athlete to celebrate how running remixed helps them stay fit, active, and healthy. This series is brought to you in collaboration with On to celebrate the launch of the new CloudX shoe. Lightweight and ultra-reactive, the CloudX is designed to be your secret weapon for short, high-tempo runs and mixed-movement workouts. It features CloudTech, Swiss-engineered technology that turns impact into acceleration, expanding as you lift off for impact protection, increased propulsion, and explosive takeoffs. On was born in the Swiss mountains and is committed to sustainability and responsibility for people and the planet. Buster Screen is a NFL football cornerback for the Chicago Bears. Originally from Atlanta, Buster is a father, an athlete, and an entrepreneur. In addition to playing in the NFL, Buster runs Versatile NYC, a marketing firm and talent agency that represents athletes, models, and entertainers. Today, we're going to chat about how he balances training, business, and parenthood, and how running remixed influences his training and sport. And if you haven't started your run yet, it's time to get moving. Welcome to the show, Buster. Thanks for having me. Glad I could make it. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Where are you based now and what's going on in your world? All right. So right now I'm based in Chicago, but usually during the off season, I'm in New York. But um, with the pandemic, we had actually went to Atlanta. I had bought a house in Atlanta when I first got in the NFL. So I went back down there because COVID wasn't as bad. And then um, with training camp starting on July 28th, I had a newborn on the way that was supposed to be due on the 22nd. So we tried to get here 30 days before the date and she came early, two weeks early. So new baby in the house. That's so exciting. Congratulations. So tell me more about your kids and your new baby. Um, I got three kids, a girl that's seven, a boy that's 20 months, and then a newborn a couple of days old. Um, I'm a big family guy, so I've always said, like, I want to have 10 kids. Like, I just want a big family. I want to all sit at the table and have dinner, play, like, leave my legacy behind. Let them leave a legacy behind. Um, i just always been a family guy, even, even when it comes to people outside of my family. I like being in big groups and, like, creating and just having fun. So it's always been a big part of my life. Did you always know you wanted to be a father? I always wanted to be a father. I mean, I grew up with five brothers and sisters. So regardless of the circumstances of life, 
we've always had each other. So like you always have somebody to call on, somebody to talk to. And I think that's big. Are you close in age to your siblings? Yeah, we're all pretty close in age. I'm the third oldest. I got two older sisters, two younger brothers and a younger sister. So um, I think we're all off by like four years each. Okay. Besides me and my older sister. So pretty close. So you're a middle child. Yeah, I'm a middle child, a golden child. Yeah. That's what my mom called me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm also a middle child. I always felt like I got kind of ignored sometimes because I also have a large family. But that's really cool that you have like such a drive and such passion for parenthood. And how do you balance your sport, your training and business with being a parent? I think Will Smith was the one who said, he says, like, you have to take care of yourself first. So um, in order for me, like, to be a good parent, to be able to provide and things like that, like, I've always made sure, like, I've done my job. So right now my job is football. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first thing of the day, I'll work out. So I get up at, like, 5.30 in the morning, start my workouts around 6.15, and I'll take care of myself so I can take care of my family. I feel like if you have passion for something, then you make it work. So a lot of people can, you know, look outside in and say, how does he play football and run an a agency outside of football with the family? But it's all possible. Like, if you can, you know, if you can, if you can work a, a, a normal job, a nine to five for 30 years, like that's time you've put into that nine to five. So you're, you've perfected that craft because you chose to have that job. So my job is my family and the two jobs I have outside of it because I have passion for it. So I just choose to do those things. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, really great advice about taking care of yourself first because I feel like so many people put themselves into a really deep hole by trying to do everything for other people. And at the end of the day, it can leave you feeling pretty pretty drained if you haven't taken care of yourself. So is it what time do you go to bed then if you get up a 5.30, that's so early right now, it sounds for me. <laughs> so right now in Chicago, since I came from Atlanta and came to Chicago, it's pretty easy to get up at 5.30 because mm -hmm. I'm kind of like on the Eastern time, like sleeping, sleeping-wise. But um, I probably go to bed 10, 11 o'clock. Uh -huh. Like I'll be in the bed by 10. But like a lot of times my little girl's like, hey, let's watch a movie. Or my, my girlfriend right now, she'll say, let's watch a movie. So... I'll be resting. Like when I'm done for the day, I'll say it's probably around like five o'clock and I'm chilling like the rest of the day, like sitting on the couch, like eating, just like doing stuff that helps me relax. Yeah, I think that's another really important thing about recovering is just being able to put your legs up at the end of the day and sort of like turn off. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I just sometimes also, I so I'm a professional skier and I do a lot of like, endurance endurance sports and so just getting my legs horizontal sometimes feels like really important to, at the end of the day to help with recovery uh -huh. what else what other tips do you have for recovery so i'll say the number one thing for recovery is your diet mm -hmm. like um even if you if you are an endurance athlete and i think i've seen that on your bio yeah um a lot of people that i would say like crossfit i can't remember the number one guy's name but like they say he eats whatever he wants, but then he admits that he gets drained by eating crazy like that. So I would say like your diet 
is the number one way to recover fast because if you're putting trash in your body, like you're pretty much gonna feel like trash the next day. Definitely when it comes to inflammation and things like that. But aside from that, like if you can get a massage once or twice a week, um, cryotherapy, I'm not a big ice bath type of person because ice ice bath hurts. It hurts. But um <laughs> I did normal take almost every day. I got a stem machine. I got a couple, you know, machines in the house that help me out. But um I just make sure I don't miss a day because even though like you're taking care of your body and doing the right things, like it can become like, Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll miss out on this massage this week, or I won't use the normal tech today. And it all like catches up in the long. Yeah. Massage, especially. I feel like when I tell I, for a while I was getting a massage every week and I would always feel like a little bit ashamed to tell people that, but I'm really trying hard to like destigmatize self-care and recovery and massage because massage is like so important i think for muscle recovery thousand percent and then massages you get that time to yourself too so you can kind of like close your eyes and just like either fall asleep or just like zone out it's so So, nice it's so nice too because it's like i feel like i'm really distracted by my phone these days and so it's really nice because i like never check my phone or i mean you can't check your <laughs> phone in a massage it's really nice to have just like that digital detox for 60 or 90 minutes or however however long you do it um just going back quickly to talking about parenthood again i was just curious and i guess it's kind of asking for myself because um i'm thinking about becoming a parent someday and so what advice do you have for new parents or people who are thinking about becoming parents? I would say for new parents and people thinking about becoming a parent, um, you don't have to give your child anything materialistic wise and they'll be fine. Like your time is everything. And uh, I think um, a lot of people, successful people that do have kids think that you can substitute time with material. And that's so untrue. Like all my kids, I can buy them everything but they'll play with the box in the corner and ask me to like be the monster outside the box that shakes the box so little stuff like that just giving your kids the time and actually listening to them like putting your phone down when they're talking to you like you see so many parents like on their phone their child's talking to them and they're like giving them half answers because you know they're worried about seeing who's in the dms or something like that so just give them that time you got to be kind of old school with it Oh, that's such cool advice because I feel like there's this narrative and it's probably just really influenced by capitalism, but it's like, I get really stressed about thinking about how much money it costs to have kids, you know, that you see all these things you need and all the toys and this and that. But what you just said was really nice because we all have the gift of time that we can give each other and prioritizing that over all those fancy toys, I think that is a really beautiful sentiment, especially just in today's overly consumeristic culture. thousand percent. So um, talk to me about like other tips and stuff as a very active athlete for your hair care and your skin care. Are there any products that you recommend? <laughs> so I actually, my skin gets irritated pretty easily. So I'm like a big, like use the same products all the time. And like the products I do use, they're not, they're not like anything new. Like it's like Dove soap. Like I wash my face with Dove soap. And uh, for my hair, there's this gel called Lock, Lock and Glow. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, if you look at my hair, I don't know if you know, like, dreads, they are, like, whatever you use on your dread makes it lock. So you can use, like, a garbage line, and, like, your dread looks foamy. Like, it looks like they're coming out. But you want it to look, you know, neat and put together. If you want the wild look, go with the wild look. Some people like that, like, hippie look. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I like mine to look a little neat. Uh, I like to look presentable. Not saying wild hair is not presentable, but that's just me. How long have you been rocking your locks? Uh, I would say five years, six years. But last year, I let somebody new do my hair. And uh, my hair is blonde. So that means I dye it or I bleach it. And she left the bleach in there too long and my hair started falling out. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> so, like, it was way longer than this, but. It grows back. Do you like having them longer or shorter? I said I never cut my hair. So, like, she pretty much cut it herself. With the she didn't cut it. Like, the hair died, but right. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think um, I had dreadlocks when I was a teenager for five years from when I was – or four years from when I was 15 to 19. And I think that it, they're so cool. They're so beautiful. Like, I was a real, like – I loved reggae music and I was like really into Rastafarianism and I did it like from a place of respect for black culture and more like cultural appreciation rather than appropriation. I realize as a white woman, it's kind of problematic to have dreadlocks, but I just have such an appreciation of dreadlocks because I think they're so cool. They're so beautiful. And it's just such a nice way to celebrate natural hair. What color is your hair naturally? My my hair is naturally, it's a little bit darker. It's like this kind of mousy brown. So I dye it now blonde. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. you're like, we got the same thing going on. Oh, yeah. But my hair's not brown. It's black. But my hair will like <laughs> dread up if I don't, if I don't brush it like every day. It gets just like really nappy and it gets like real poofy and so... Um, it was really nice having dreads, just not having to brush my hair and not having right. to really, You don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's such a like low, I mean, for me, it was pretty low key, like easy to maintain hairstyle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I think, yeah, locks are so cool. I love your locks. Your hair is awesome. So I wanted to go now talking a little bit about music because I read that you have some pretty strong musical taste, but you won't touch the auxiliary cord in the locker room because you feel like you'll get judged about your playlist. So what are some of your favorite jams and what are some of the other players on your team listening to? All right, so we'll go over the other players first. So like I play with a lot of millennials. And um, I I would say I'm a millennial too, but like there's different phases of millennials or different like age ranges. And uh, me being 31 years old, I I play with a lot of 21 to 25 year old, you know, young men. And they listen to all the new stuff. So like the new rappers, the new EDM, you know, type of music like that. But it's mainly rap because, you know, most of the NFL is like a black culture. But for me... I'm like a big vibe type of person. Like I feel vibes. I feel like music vibes. And like I listened to Jimi Hendrix, even though he did like drugs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you could feel that like he was really feeling his music. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm trying to get cash and get paid off of like, give me a dope beat and I'll just rap something that makes no sense at all. (laughs) Like Jimi Hendrix, he really tells stories. So like Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley, uh, Queen, um... 
the list can go on. But I like when people kind of tell a story. The song does have to sound good because I'm not I'm not a big lyricist type of guy. So somebody that gets on there and like, you know, raps his lyrics or sings her lyrics, lyrics, but the song doesn't sound good. Like the song still has to sound good, but like have some message behind it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I love classic rock. Like I love Jimi Hendrix and I love like yeah. <laughs> just the, I don't know, I guess like the 70s, the 60s and 70s had the, a different kind of music, I think. So yeah, I love for sure. Yeah. I like modern music. I mean like rap and hip hop and pop too, but I like pop too. I love going back to the Jimi Hendrix and like the Bob Marley and Jimmy Cliff and just like the older kind of music is really good. Yeah, thousand percent. I like music too. Like if you were to be in New York, if you were to be in New York or like in a running class, say Barry's boot camp, the type of music they play in there, I like that music too. That gets like your blood boiling a little bit. So do you listen to music when you train? Yeah. So like earlier when I was in the gym today, I was listening to I'm Losing It, like on repeat. Uh-huh. You know what that is? I don't know that song. I'm Losing It. <laughs> I'll have to Google that one. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, I want to send it to you on Instagram. I'll have to add that to my summer playlist because every summer I like to make a new playlist that I listen to. In the summers, I do a lot of running. And so that's like my sport in the summer. I just like to run all the time because it's just great training for what I do in the winter, which is like climbing up mountains and skiing down. So I listen to a lot more music in the summertime on my headphones when I'm training. Um, So how did you discover On? So I started Versatile New York, which is a talent agency in a, like a marketing group. And, you know, when you start anything, like nobody knows about you. They don't care if you're in the NFL. So I had to reach out to people. So me and a couple of people I work out with, or I work with, we just started reaching out to all brands. Mm-hmm. And um, I never run a marathon. And I started looking up like, yo, these big, these big name brands, like uh, on running is big. I'm not saying they're not big. But like the people that started at first, Nike, Adidas, all those guys, yeah, they already kind of have like a set in stone look and like people pretty much come to them. They don't have to like reach out to anybody. Nike says, hey, Buster, you want a deal for $10 million? Yeah, I want the deal for $10 million. So like we had to get creative and reach out. And I seen that on running was like majority like um, a running shoe. Like, that was the crowd, people that like to run. And I had reached out and asked them if they would sponsor us for the Miami Marathon. And uh, they hit me back, and they gave our whole group tops, bottoms, shoes, everything, the whole week we were in Miami. So we were super geared up, and then we ran in the shoes. So a lot of these people never ran in, like, uh, marathon-type shoes. So the, the cloud, running on the cloud, that whole thing. Like, everybody's like, man, these shoes are dope. Like, these really work. Like, I'm going to use them during the football season. Like, um, even to walk in. So it kind of opened the eyes of a lot of guys. And me, like, using on running this gear, like, it's all top of the line. Like, a lot of their stuff is better than other brands. And I do feel like they're on the up and up big time. That's cool. So how did it go running the Miami half marathon? You ran the half marathon or the full? The half. The half. That was that was definitely an experience. I'm gonna tell you the story because it's actually funny. So it was me, it was 18 other NFL players, and I think we had like 13 models there. 
So I, we stayed on Star Island. And when you're running the marathon, you can make a left to go home. Mm-hmm. So we're running. Like, we're, like, on mile three. Athletes or football players, they're, like, quick twitch guys. So, like, anything that's, like, 40 yards, 60 yards, like, they're really good. But when it comes to long-distance running, and that whole other beast comes out. We're not built for this. So the three-mile mark is coming up. All the guys know where we stay. I'm telling you, about half of the people that were running peeled off to the left. Not because, like, oh, I just want to get back home, but because they couldn't, you know, it was too hard. The race is too hard. So half of us finished. And I think I finished, like, a little under two hours. And that was my legs, everything felt awful afterwards. But, like, I felt so good inside for actually finishing the race. And, like, the energy you get from running in a marathon, like, seeing, like, older women running faster than you and, like, people cheering each other on and all that stuff. I said, I always run the Miami Marathon. I always run the Miami Marathon. And when I retire, I'll do, like, Chicago Marathon, New York Marathon. Maybe I'll get fancy and go to Berlin if I can, you know, get in and like. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, huge congratulations. And a finishing time under two hours is very respectable. It will look. There's this guy running with a, a two-hour, like, poster sign. Uh-huh. He was an old dude. And, like, he's chasing me down the whole race. And I just wanted to, like, slow down. But I'm like, there's no way I can let this old guy beat me. Like, I'm an NFL player, like, a fast guy. Like, I ran one of the fastest 40 times ever. There's no way this guy can pass me. So I made sure I beat him. <laughs> the old, you got to watch out for those older people who've done, like, so many marathons. I feel like I always finish with, like, the 65-year-old men crew when I'm right. doing races. <laughs> yeah, if I can just, like, stay with that pack especially towards the end, um, that's a good place to be. So was it hard then? Did you do a lot of training for the half marathon or did you kind of do it off the couch? I mean, I know you train all the time, but like you said, sprinting and fast twitch and that kind of explosive power is so different than a half marathon. So for like fast twitch athletes, like if, if you've ever like seen Usain, Bolt doc, Usain Bolt's documentary, like he talks about, and trainers talk about it too. Like fast twitch athletes can't train long distance because you're like building your muscle different. So for me, the furthest I would run was three miles. Like I'll run three miles, like to kind of get my mind right and say, like, at least I ran a fourth of it. And I said the day of, like, I'm just gonna duke it out. Cause like I'm one of them people, like, if me and you race, you probably can swim with them. I can't. If me, if you were like, yo, let's race across the lake. And I know I'm not a good swimmer. I still will, like, try to beat you. <laughs> I mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to go as hard as I can, even if I pass out and, like, drown. Uh-huh. So I knew I could run the marathon. Yeah. I just didn't know, like, how much, like, I would struggle. And I didn't struggle that bad, but, like, I was tired. I was really tired. Today. Yeah. I mean, it's a long way to run. It's an impressive distance to cover. So you did the Miami Half Marathon, and you also did it as a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club, right? Right. So um, we partnered with, like, Bears Boot Camp, uh, Mile High Run Club, all these places to train our talent leading up to the race. And the classes that we participated in, people posted, like, hey, I'm at Bears Boot Camp, blah, blah, blah. So, like, they're kind of getting, like, free exposure. Mm-hmm. And usually, like, you know how people do, like, if I post this, like, I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars. But since all the money for the classes was going to, like, Boys and Girls Club, and when we had, like, our tent in Miami at the expo, like, people were able to donate for, like, signatures and stuff. 
that was huge. And I felt like for guys coming off the season and even models, like to be able to go and experience something new and at least try it out, even if they didn't finish for a good cause, like that was fun. Like all the vibes down there were good. Yeah, it's really, I think Boys and Girls Club is a great org and I think it is really gratifying to set a goal like that and to do it for a cause. So tell me a little bit about Screenway, which is your organization. So Screenway is for single mothers and, um, you know, children in, in unfortunate situations. So we pretty much, we host events to raise money for an organization. So we want people to have a good time instead of saying like, hey, go to this link and donate and only see it online. Like we want to give people something back because even if people have money or don't have money, like there's something about an experience that you can't take from people. So like we call our event experiences because we want people to leave and say like, that was a dope experience. Like next time they have something, I'm going back. And like the experience could... If, if all the entertainers that come to the event say that to book a music, musician was $3,000, like he'll come for the cause of helping Boys and Girls Club, for example. So the people that come in there, like they might only pay $30, but if they were to go see this musician somewhere else, like they might have had to pay 200 So seeing all those people come together for like a good cause, entertainment-wise, and the people that are donating is very cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, why Why did you want it to be focused on children and single mothers? So single mothers, um, so my mom, she's like a very powerful person. And uh, her and my dad had their fallouts. So even though like he did do what he could, she still was like single at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that and just seeing like my aunties, pretty much my whole family. There was never like a stable relationship within both sides of my family. And women, not saying that they're not powerful enough to get themselves out of certain situations, but the women usually end up with the kids. That's just how it is. So like a helping hand, even if it's like the mother can go and get a manicure or a pedicure or a night out with her girls, like little stuff like that goes a long way because like one positive can lead to like a thousand more positives. But if it's always all negative and you always have to take care of people and never can take care of yourself, not one time, like I just think like it could drive you crazy. I just got chills when you were talking about that because it's just a really powerful way to describe it. And I am also like a big advocate for gender equality and for women, but I always feel like we need men like you to help. Like it's like, it's, a you know, just like with Black Lives Matter, it's like we need white people to be doing the work. Like black people aren't going to like dismantle white supremacy alone. Like we need powerful white people, like white people all over to be taking part. I also feel like with gender and, and with like women's issues and mothering, we really need men like you to be helping with that. So thank you so much for that work, Buster. Like that is so cool that you're doing that. No problem. I always tell people like, don't thank me. Like I have fun doing it. Like I feel like it makes me feel better about myself. Well, it's such a good example. But thank you for saying thank you. 
Well, I just really appreciate it. It's brave, you know, to like take a stand on something. And I think that is like sports have such a powerful way to bring people together. And so when you can use that for a bigger goal, you know, to try to make the world a better place, I think it's just one of the most powerful ways of of creating change. So, yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, um, did you have a chance to try out the Cloud X, the new shoe from On? Yeah, so I've tried out Cloud X. Uh, I actually got a new pair of shoes in the mail. I'm not sure exactly what style it is, but <laughs> I use them. Like, I wear them all the time. I don't wear the socks, though. I'll tell you that. I'm not like a, I'm not a big like quarter sock wear or like crew sock wear. What's your sock style? I don't even wear socks. No. But my feet don't stink. Uh-huh. Even when I play in football games, like if you zoom in close on my shoes, I don't even wear socks in my cleats. <laughs> That's wild. Do you think it gives you like better grip or like more sensation with your feet? I do. I, I think like I get like more of a feel. Yeah. Like, and then I, I have this little thing, like, with socks that I feel like I'm sliding around in my shoe. Uh-huh. I can so see that. People are always like, how don't you have blisters on your feet? I don't know. Maybe it's got good, like, feet jeans. I think you can just get used to it. <laughs> yeah, my husband is the same way. Like, he doesn't wear socks that often. But his feet do smell quite bad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the worst. Does he run long, long distance a lot? He's a triathlete. Yeah, so he, I hey, mean. That's he, the reason. He, he probably sweats, like, pulls the sweat in his shoes. He does, yeah. He bikes without <laughs> socks. It's wild. I don't know how he does it, but I'm always, like, taking his shoes outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> Putting them in the shower. Okay, so what are your future goals and dreams? So my future goals, like personally, um, since it's a talent agency, like one talent agency that I really look up to is CAA, a creative artist agency, which started in Hollywood with actors and artists and then branched off to sports. And they're so well connected that everybody is signing with them. Yeah. And for us, like I play, I, I'm a current athlete. So a lot of people are like, yo, why don't you just play and not? you know, do versatile. Like, you should be good. You made enough money. But, like, I always want to try to get better. But aside from that, like, it gives me, it drives me to, like, say, I'm helping other athletes. And not just athletes, like, models, actors. When we get there, and um, I just want to have the biggest agency in the world. That's what I want. I want to have the biggest agency in the world. I want to work with the right brands, and um, I feel like we're heading in that direction. I got a big meeting later today with a big company, so let's hope it goes well. Awesome. Well, I'm sending you all the good <laughs> vibes for that meeting, and yeah, super cool goal. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I'll say one more thing about Versatile. Like, since I do want to have team kids, like I want to be able to give my all my kids the opportunity to work with me mm-hmm. because the world is like a harsh place. Yeah, I can't say that. Like, you have some good people, but there's a lot of bad out there, too. So uh, I want to be able to just, you know, provide them a successful route if it comes down to it. Like, them wanting to, you know, have a successful job and it be with their dad. But uh, other than that, like, I would say with everything going on in the world, so you have, like, COVID-19, you have the Black Lives Matter. If people... You know, I, I wish everybody would do their own research on things that are going on because I do feel like we do live in like a world that people follow each other. 
regardless of, you know, the knowledge that they have, like, well, since Kim is doing this, I'm going to do it because Kim is black and I'm black or Kim is my friend and I've been friends ever since ninth grade. Like have your own opinion about things. And I think the world right now, what we're going through would be a better place because you'll open up your mind to, hey, let me think how this person would think. Let me see how this would affect that person. Uh, maybe this government saying we're in this way, this mess, not because, you know, they want control over me. It's just they want to protect, like, the elderly. Little stuff like that. Like, people are just, like, think for themselves sometimes. I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're going through right now wouldn't be an issue. Agreed. Yeah. Do your own research. Think for yourself. I think that independent spirit and being willing to go against like the group think is super important right now. Yeah. thousand percent. Thank you so much for your time today, Buster. It was awesome chatting with you. I wish you all the best with your new baby and with your children and with your business and your athletics. So Thank you. I appreciate it. You got to invite me on a hike one day. Yeah, if you're ever in Utah. Yeah, come up to Utah. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> it would be awesome. Let's definitely keep in touch. And yeah, sure. awesome. Have a great rest of your day. You too. See ya. Now that you're warmed up from your run, we're going to get into our 15-minute strength workout. I'm turning it over to Don Saladino, one of the most respected trainers in the business. He's trained celebrities such as Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and Hugh Jackman. And he's created a 15-minute workout inspired by the athlete on today's episode. If you'd like to see videos of these workouts, go to www.on-running.com remixed. Grab a resistance band if you have one. If you don't have access to a resistance band, each exercise can be modified without resistance. Just follow Don's lead without the band. Over to you, Don. Thanks, Caroline. These are exercises inspired by the athlete. Busters is based on developing strength, speed, and quickness. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna set a timer for 40 seconds of work and 20 seconds of rest. We're gonna need to grab our band to implement into a few of the exercises. We're going to have six movements and we're gonna perform three rounds of these six movements. Let's get ready to go. We're gonna start our set in five, four, three, two, one. Let's begin with the hip airplane. So the hip airplane, we can use either a chair, we can grab onto a, you know, a tree, something to stabilize, or if you feel like you have that stability and balance, you can sit there and, and not hold on to anything. But the hip airplane is one of my all-time favorite movements for hip stability. It's how I really get my lower body feeling loose, primed, and ready for activity. We've got 10 more seconds to go. Three, two, one. Let's take 20 seconds of rest. We're gonna go to the opposite leg now, hip airplane on the other side. Remembering that if we lose balance, we're just gonna kind of reset. We can put our foot down, take a deep breath, and just try and continue to improve. Three, two, one, opposite leg, hip airplanes. This is one of those exercises in the beginning where you always feel out of balance. And as you continue to add this into your routine, so much begins to improve. 
40 seconds of work. Let's go, guys. We're almost there. It helps where if I just stare at the ground while I'm doing these airplanes and allow myself to find a spot that's that I could just focus on. That helps my balance a lot. Five, four, three, two, one. Terrific. Let's go into the seesaw lunge now. So the seesaw lunge is where we're going to be alternating from stepping onto the, say, the right leg into a forward lunge and then stepping onto the right leg as we're doing a reverse lunge. So we're going to stay on that one leg and go back and forth for 40 seconds. And then we're going to switch legs for the next 40 seconds. And go. Seesaw lunge. So we're working the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes, but you are also going to feel somewhat unstable, which is going to help improve balance. So don't feel discouraged if the first few sets, you feel a little out of balance. Reset, take your time, make sure you're not rushing through these movements. 20 more seconds. Ten more seconds, and then we're going to switch to the other leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Great job. Take our 20 seconds off. Let's go to the opposite leg now. And understanding that both sides aren't going to feel exactly the same. One side, you might feel a little more stable, a little stronger. That's completely normal. Don't get discouraged. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's do it. Seesaw lunge back and forth. Come on, we're already 10 seconds down. Keep controlling your breath. Trying to make every step repeatable in the sense of where they look the same every single step. We got 10 more seconds. Come on, we're almost done with this one. Five, four, three, two, one, let's go into the banded push-up now. Now we're going to go grab the band. We're going to put that band around our forearms, just below our elbows. We're going to try and take maybe a little bit wider of a push-up hand position, creating tension in the entire body in three, two, one. Let's do it. Banded push-ups. Not allowing the elbows to fully lock out to hyperextension, but just that fraction before so. Lowering yourself all the way to the floor. Now, if the push-up feels too difficult on a flat surface, you can always incline it. Go to a table, a park bench, a chair, something that's stable and safe. Ten more seconds, guys. Five, four, three, two, one, let's go on our matrix jump now. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to that imaginary clock on the floor. We're going to jump from our left leg to our right leg, but landing at about one o'clock, then landing at three o'clock back to the middle, then at five o'clock back to the middle. Okay, we're going to go in five seconds. Three, two, one, push off your left onto your right, one o'clock, back to the middle. Three o'clock, back to the middle. Five o'clock, back to the middle. Then we're going to switch and go 11 to nine, to seven. Working our way around the clock for 40 seconds. 
can always go back to the video that I show the demonstration with. Once you learn this, you'll understand the importance of why I have you doing this. In life, we, we begin to stop changing direction in the way that we move. And this is so helpful for developing resiliency in the human body. Three, two, one, while improving athleticism, of course. Let's go now to our lateral bound. So all this is, is this is a lateral explosive jump where we're jumping from our right leg to our left and then our left leg back to the right. In 10 seconds, we've got 40 seconds of work here. Two, one, jump. Let's go back and forth, lateral bounding. Exploding, landing, sticking your landing. Back to the other side. Changing direction. We're almost there, guys. Come on. Jumping back and forth, sticking the landing, making sure that our reps never get sloppy. Our heart rate should be up. We should be sweating. Four, three, two, one. Now what we're going to do is we're going to get down into a prone position, face down, into a bear crawl position where we're on all fours. We're going to take three to five crawls forward. We're going to switch directions and go three to five crawls backwards. We're going to do this for 40 seconds continuous. This is going to be wrapping up round one. We're already one round down. Let's go and hit it. 40 seconds. Three to five forward, three to five backwards. I find it helps if we keep the reps shorter and we change direction. You can go 10 forward, 10 backwards if you want. But we want to make sure that we're matching going forward with going backwards. Twenty seconds down. Let's keep it going. Ten more seconds to go. And rest. Perfect. That was seven minutes and 40 seconds. We've got our 20 seconds of rest. We're going to start back with the hip airplane. Quick drink of water. You guys know what to expect. Round one of three is done. Hitting the eight-minute mark right now. It's a 24-minute workout. In three, two, one, hip airplanes. 40 seconds on one leg. Open that hip all the way up. Close that hip. Make sure that you're looking... At a spot on the ground, make sure that your back is flat, that your shoulders are not collapsing forward. Making sure that our lumbar spine isn't rounding. Almost there, guys. Let's keep the work up. We've got 10 more seconds to go. Four, three, two, one. Let's switch legs. Going to the opposite leg. We're going to start that in about, about 10 seconds. Three, two, one. Let's do it. Second side, hip airplane. Open, close. Grabbing onto a table, grabbing onto a chair, but just trying to work in that full range of motion, not trying to rush, taking our time. You know, if it took you 
you know, eight reps, six to eight reps to perform 40 seconds of work, I, I'd be happy with that. I don't care how fast you're going. I want you mindful here. And I want you paying attention to how your body feels, how it moves. You got 10 seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one, rest. Let's go to our seesaw lunge now. Open space, lunging forward, lunging into a reverse position, back and forth, moving for 40 seconds. We're gonna get started in 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Seesaw lunge forward to back. 40 seconds of work. Let's get after it. Remember, we're working the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes, but we're also opening the hips up. Because we're doing unilateral work to the lower body, our lower body has to balance and stabilize. This is very important for overall integrity of how we move. That's why these unilateral movements are so important. We've got four seconds. Three, two, one. Great job. 20 seconds, and then we go to the other leg. Last set of seesaw lunges in this round before we jump into the banded push-up. We got 10 seconds to go, guys. My main focus is to feel like every rep looks the same. And go. 40 seconds of work. Stepping forward to moving into reverse. We're just focusing on so much here. And you should feel like with this workout that your heart rate is elevated. Besides all the benefits of athletic performance, workouts like this really help with body composition Getting us leaner. 10 more seconds to go. Three, two, one. Let's take 20 seconds, but let's grab a quick drink of water. Let's throw those bands around your forearms. The time's gonna go quick. We're gonna go right into that banded push up. Five, four, Three, two, one. Let's do it. Banded push up. I'm using this band to feel like we're creating as much tension in the body as possible. A push up is a moving plank. The biggest mistake I see on the push ups is that we start arching our lower back, we leave our hips down, and our upper body really is the only thing to move. So I want everything to travel together, your entire body to be like a like a, like a two by four. It's not going to bend. Everything raises and lowers together. So we need to keep our glutes tight. We need to keep our lats engaged, our arms engaged, our core engaged. In three, two, one. Let's go back into those matrix jumps. These are This is our big clock on the ground. The one, the three, the five, and the 11, the nine, and the seven. We're going to be jumping to each time. Back to the middle. Allowing the body to move dynamically in so many different directions is so important. In three, two, one, let's go. Back and forth, being very mindful how we land, being explosive with the lower body, landing very crisply. 
if we lose balance for some reason, we reset and we continue. We don't get we don't get frustrated. Doing great, guys. We got 10 more seconds. Come on, 10 seconds of matrix jump starting now. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Terrific. Let's go into our lateral bounds now. This is where we're going to be jumping laterally from side to side, landing and sticking our landing. It's almost like we're moving everything on the matrix jump except jumping into 3 o'clock and jumping to 9 o'clock. So we're basically jumping from 3 to 9, 3 to 9, but we're sticking our landing in 3, 2, 1. You got 40 seconds. Let's go. We're almost done with round two. You guys should be feeling this now. You are sweating. Your body is warmed up. Almost getting somewhat of a cardiovascular response also. Twenty more seconds. If movements like this are new to you, I recommend you toning things down. I recommend you maybe going at a forty percent intensity, a thirty percent intensity. Almost dogging it to where you just feel like you're developing those movements again. In three, two, one. Let's get into a bear crawl position. This is going to be the last movement of round two. You guys are doing great. We're going to do three to five crawls forward. We're going to do three to five crawls backwards. Four, three, two, one. Let's crawl. 40 seconds. Three to five crawls forward, three to five crawls backwards. You guys are doing great. You should be feeling this in your core, your shoulders, your hips. You got eight seconds. Your abs should be burning a little bit right now. Two, one. Great job. Okay, so... We're at 1540 right now. We have 20 seconds of rest. We're going into our last round. We're starting with the hip airplane. This is it. Two down, one to go. We're going to start with that hip airplane. You guys know what to do now. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. 40 seconds on one leg, 40 seconds on the other. Maybe we're gaining a little bit more balance. Maybe we're able to get through the first three or four reps without having to hold on to anything. Maybe we can do one rep now without holding on to anything. Maybe there's some sort of improvement. This is what we have to, these are the things we have to focus on in fitness. How do we just improve? How do we get a little bit better? 10 more seconds. Three, two, one, great job. 20 seconds of rest. We're going back into that other leg. Hip airplanes. It's your last set of hip airplanes for the day, which I know you're thrilled about. Five, four, three, two, one. Hip airplanes. Let's do it. Last set. Opening those hips all the way up, closing those hips. Developing a little bit more balance. Getting just a little bit better every single rep. 
just feeling good that you're doing the work, that you're already 17 minutes in and that you're sweating and you just feel better right now. We got 10 seconds to go. Four, three, two, one. Great job. We got 20 seconds of rest. We're going into the seesaw lunge. 40 seconds on one leg, 40 seconds on the other leg. We're going in 10 seconds. Last round, guys. We'll be done as soon as you know it. We're hitting the 18 minute mark now and go. Seesaw lunge. Back and forth. Making sure that when you drop that back leg, that both legs, the front and back leg, should be at about a 90 degree bend at the bottom. I don't want the knees driving so far forward. They can come forward a bit, but not too much. Focusing on our posture, focusing on our body's feel. Is this getting harder? Is this getting easier? 10 more seconds to go. Two, one, rest. 20 seconds. Going into our last set of seesaw lunges. In three, two, one, let's do it. Focusing on that opposite leg, back and forth. You guys are doing great. Come on, we're 10 down. 15. 20. We're almost there. This is our last set of seesaw lunges for the day. 10 more seconds to go. Almost done, guys. 5, 4, 3, 2, one, awesome. Great job. Let's grab that band. Let's throw that band around our forearms. A little wider than uh, our typical push-up grip. Making sure that everything in our body is engaged right now. Creating as much tension as possible. Squeezing our glutes. The push-up is a plank. Raising and lowering everything in one piece. In three, two, one. Let's go. 40 seconds on. The entire body has to feel as stiff as a board. We're raising and lowering all in one piece. Creating tension. A push-up is a moving plank. We're getting so much work to the chest, the shoulders, the triceps, the lats, the core, the glutes, because we're creating tension in the entire body. We've got 10 more seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one, rest. 20 seconds, we've got three more movements and we're done for the day. We're gonna go into our matrix jump in 15 seconds. This is our big clock on the ground. One, three, five, 11, nine, seven. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, matrix jumps. 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. Don't get too quick on these. I'd rather your reps a little more explosive, sticking the landing a little bit more. 
making sure that every rep is crisp. If we lose balance for a reason, no problem. That's part of it all. 10 more seconds to go. Two, one, terrific. Let's go to our lateral bounds now. So we're gonna jump side to side, sticking our landing, being explosive. Our heart rate's gonna elevate, especially after all those matrix jumps. This is gonna get somewhat aerobic right now. In three, two, one, 40 seconds back and forth. You guys are doing great. This is all good, this is all positive. Creating better athletes here, more resilient athletes. We're working on so many different components of fitness from body composition to muscular strength to muscular endurance, cardiorespiratory endurance. There's so many different elements that we're working on right now in five, four, three, Two, one, here comes our last set. We have 20 seconds of rest for our last set of bear crawls. We're gonna do three to five crawls forward, three to five crawls backwards. Just match whatever you do crawling forward with backwards in five, four, three, two, one. Last 40 seconds of the day. Almost there, everyone. We got 15 seconds down. We got 20 seconds to go right now. We see the finish line. We're going to finish on a strong note here. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to end with crisp reps. Never sloppy. In five, four, three, two, one. Guys, that was unbelievable. 23 minutes and 40 seconds of work. We're resting our last 20 seconds. I want to take a second to thank On Running and Caroline Gleick for having me on. Um, I recommend the Cloud X's for these workouts. This is a sneaker that I've always worn, um, I think, for as long as I've, I've known about the company. This has got to be three or four years so far. And it's built to handle explosive, dynamic movements in all directions and fast paced runs. It's a lightweight powerhouse and an adaptable all-rounder that works in and outdoors, which is why I love it because I'm changing so many you know, uh, different terrains and different temperatures and conditions, so I need something very versatile. And if you go to my Instagram to check out a lot of the work that I'm doing, at Don Saladino, you'll either see me wearing a pair of on-running sneakers or you'll see me barefooted. It's one or the other. But um, I absolutely love this company, and I'm just I'm so honored to be working with all of you. So everyone, congratulations on a great workout. You did something really good for yourself today, and I hope um, I hope I can see you and work with you again soon. Thanks. Special thanks to Avery Sandak for his help with the audio on today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and rate and review it so other people can find it. Until next time.